Hey, are you looking to change careers? This podcast is a great start, but I've also got a book coming out. It's called Punch Doubt in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots. The book is out in October 2019, and I want you to be part of our virtual release party. You can get more details on my website at futureskills.blog and click on book to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 50 Conversations. I'm your host, Nicole Merrill, and I'm taking you through 50 conversations with career changers to share their journeys, excitements, wins, challenges, and everything else that comes out in these conversations. And I am very happy to introduce Jeremy Brown to the conversation today. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah. Um, and I just scored on that adjective because as our listeners have been following along, they've been following along. I've been trying to find other ways to say excited. And uh, some of these adjectives are kind of, um, kind of interesting here. So I'm, I'm working through all the adjectives to really share my excitement because every time I get on a conversation, um, I've obviously had um, a back conversation with you and I know your background and I get really thrilled to just share it with everybody. So um, yours is no different. And uh, I'd love to start out with our kind of open-ended conversation here. What do you do for work right now? Sure. So um, right now I'm working at a company called Dinosaurs Rock. Which oh. <laughs> is, um, yeah, um, it's actually the company that my parents started when I was six years old. Oh, what? Oh, that's a cool name, too. I love the name. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom did a great job with the branding there. Um, yeah, that so. Was your mom. <laughs> so, so, my parents um, jointly started this business when I was six years old, uh, focused on fun and educational children's programming, doing mm -hmm. um, school and camp and after school events, um, also museums. Uh, based on fossils and minerals and more recently oceans and insects. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, really fun educational uh, children's programming that I've been a part of since I was six. So that started with um, packing goodie bags for parties um, and then helping to actually be at events, um, helping show pieces to people, help kids get through activities. Um, and... As of now, I'm actually working as an e-commerce analyst for them. So besides the really fun uh, birthday parties and stuff that they do, <laughs> also have an e-commerce business selling um, a lot of the pieces that we show, fossils, minerals, all sorts of stuff like that. So I'm helping a lot now with um, optimizing listings for search, doing data analytics stuff uh, on reports from different sites like um, Shopify, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. Um, and, and I'll still go to events, uh, to this day. Oh, um, wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so is, it, is it safe to say you've had this career since you were six? Like, <laughs> I, I, so when my, like <laughs> when my dad started the business or when, yeah. they, when I started the business together, my dad came into my bedroom and told me about the idea and asked me, what do you think? And, and I asked, um, can I be second boss? <laughs> and so I'm still second boss. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. And so, okay, so this is obviously a podcast about career changes. In your case, you're actually in the middle of it, right? Or would you say a little bit past the middle? Tell me a little bit about where, where that is at. Sure. So um, where I'm at now is that I'm looking for um, roles in data analytics or data engineering or data science. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I'm also looking for roles having to do with chatbots, either chatbot design or development, mm -hmm. um, conversational design, um, bot optimization, anything in that arena, because uh -huh. I'm extremely interested um, in doing that sort of work. Um, Can I ask you, let me ask you a quick question. Now, this sure. is cutting edge, like the, the conversation design chatbots. For our users that might not be as familiar with that, how do you describe that to them or anyone that you tell that to? Because do you get people who are like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I guess how I would define a chatbot yeah. um, is a, a computer program that can converse with a human user. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, and so that can involve something as simple as uh, the user clicking buttons to indicate what they want to say. If it's like a yes or a no or a maybe button um, mm -hmm. to something as complicated as um, Amazon's Alexa or Apple yeah. Siri, um, these different voice user interfaces. Um, so, yeah, that arena is... Um, what I'm really looking to get into. Yeah, and it's kind of mind-blowing too, right? We're all interacting with these voice devices and that's a job, right? Exactly what you're looking for, that ability to design those conversations. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. cool. So how did you get to this point to be wanting to do that? Yeah, so um, I guess my when I really started asking myself what I wanted to uh, do for a career was right before college. Mm -hmm. I felt like I kind of went through the college application and acceptance decision um, phase, not really having a solid understanding of um, what I wanted to do. And like what I, I was asking myself, what is the point of this? I, I'm in a privileged position enough to um, at the time to be able to go to college. And, um, and it was just sort of standard, this thing set up for me that, that I'm going to go to college, obviously. So, um, but I was asking myself why. And so I thought about what I enjoy doing, uh, what, uh, what skills I enjoy using, what I enjoy doing in my leisure time. Uh, and so um, it started with creative writing. Creative writing was the skill I most enjoyed using that I felt I was good at. Um, and on top of that, I also really enjoyed video games. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's both for just a, uh, a game mechanics, uh, perspective and having fun that way and also as a means of storytelling. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so my sophomore year of college, uh, I guess I, that's when I really took the next step and decided to design my own majors. So uh, the first major was called Cognitive Science and Computers. And that major focused on um, studying computer science, philosophy, and psychology. Um, and then the other one was interactive storytelling, which is more focusing on game design and development, as well as creative writing. Oh, I wanted to find a way so to cool. formalize all these different um, interests of mine, things that I wanted to study and learn more about, um, and really get focused as soon as I could on forging that path. Yeah, and um, so interdisciplinary too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a big uh, focus of things. Okay. I mean, even, even just cognitive science itself is a very interdisciplinary field. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, I guess there's all these sorts of layers. To me, it, it made sense and, I, and still makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's all linked. That's cool. So you did that and then did you work? What did you work in outside of college, like that job after college? Yeah, so, um, so also during college, I had become involved in a, um, a magazine called Refract Magazine. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, 
started as a managing editor and later became editor-in-chief my junior and senior year, respectively. Um, and that I would almost consider my first job than the more so than the job I had right after college in yeah. that um, it was at the very least a part-time jobs effort to get that publication started and sort of lay the foundation for that. Um, and yeah, so then right after college, um, I worked at a virtual reality studio called New Reality Company. And I started as an intern and then was promoted to a studio manager. Um, and they were doing some really amazing work producing um, different virtual reality experiences. Uh, one is called Giant and the mm -hmm. other is called Tree. Mm -hmm. um, these are both really, really interesting immersive storytelling experience that, experiences that didn't only focus on the virtual reality aspect of things, but other extrasensory aspects. So mm -hmm. that could be vibration, that could be um, scent. Oh man, this is like so cutting edge right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, was, I was really lucky to find them. Um, yeah. they, they were doing some really, really amazing things and still are. Um, but that was also the point. Now, now I'm after college and I, I'm really asking myself, like, what is the work I want to be doing every day? Mm -hmm. um, New Reality was and is doing amazing things. But my role specifically, I didn't feel like I was making the sort of technical or creative contribution that I wanted to. Mm. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to um, do some play testing on some of the latest builds of the VR pieces. Uh, I was able to also do some writing, some copy for technical guides or for email campaigns. Mm -hmm. But I, what I really wanted to do was be hands-on in the creative process. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when I started asking myself bigger questions and came to the realization that, you know, even though I studied some computer science in college as part of these, this major I created for myself, I really needed a more solid technical background. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of the crux of where my current career change um, began. Yeah. Um, so that's when I decided to leave my job and enroll in Metis, which is a data science boot camp. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, so the one I went to is based in New York City. Uh-huh. Um, though I think they have locations in a few other cities across the U.S. Um, and that's really where I built my technical skill set. Um, it's so interesting you, you bring up the boot camp part because we've had a couple other people talk about boot camps, but I believe you're the first person that's actually gone to a data science boot camp. A lot of some of the others, we've had a user experience, we've had um, a coding boot camp, but in your case, um, front end um, boot camp, in your case, you're doing a data science boot camp. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about that? What, how long was that program and how did you know data science was it of all the technical skills to learn? <laughs> sure. So, um, so that was a duration of three months. Um, full-time oh, 12 wow. weeks. Um, yeah. So it was definitely felt like it was beyond a full-time job in that <laughs> there was, you know, like I, I had to show up, do the, uh, the way it was structured. We had um, first half of the day learning in a more of a classroom based setting. And then the second half working on our own self-directed projects. Wow. Um, and just to back up a bit, the reason that I chose data science was that, um, Actually, before my job out of college, during school, I had this really eye-opening internship um, at a research center at USC called uh, the Institute for Creative Technologies. Mm -hmm. And that's where I first were, was introduced to chatbots and also to VR. 
And um, yeah, I, I worked on a, a project designing behaviors for a chatbot for a casual conversation. Uh -huh. um, and then also a project called New Dimensions and Testimony, which mm -hmm. took recordings of Holocaust survivors from 40 hour to 60 hour extensive interviews and created basically a conversational interface in order to preserve conversational testimony because wow. these are elderly people. Yeah. Um, That's incredible. So, yeah. That, that was, those two projects are really eye opening, showed me um, the potential there is for um, voice and chat in storytelling. Yeah, because that's a lot different from just like a chatbot on an, on an e-commerce website, which is, if you know, typically if people are interacting with chatbots, we tend to think of kind of those e-commerce ones. But here, you're, you're, that's incredible, that kind of storytelling and reach and perspective and shaping history. Like I, hadn't, I haven't heard of a kind of a use case like that before. <laughs> yeah, um, really cool stuff. I, yeah. um, I mean, I had a personal connection because my grandfather's a Holocaust survivor. And uh -huh. so it was sort of doubly... Uh, interesting and important yeah. to, to yeah. work on that. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's where uh, the, I got my first introduction to natural language processing, which is sort of a subset of data science, uh, focusing on um, getting useful information from natural language data and working with natural language data. Right. Um, there's also natural language generation, um, which is, and, and these are both parts of um, building chatbots and voice user interfaces. Um, yep. Thank you for sharing that with our users, <laughs> yeah, with just, our listeners. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to give them a... Because uh, we can go down the rabbit hole of acronyms real easily, it seems like. <laughs> we <laughs> can. Yes. We can. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's, that was having that background and knowing that I wanted to... Um, Actually, I wanted to bring chatbots to virtual reality. The next year, I wrote my oh. a senior, an undergraduate thesis on why chatbots belong in virtual reality as a storytelling mechanism. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow, so, what was your advisor like? We're like, wow, that's next level. Do it. <laughs> my advisor, um, amazing instructor in terms yeah. of how to write a thesis in general. No <laughs> idea what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you're learning a foreign language and you're like, well, I understand 20% of this. I'll just use context clues, you know? You're right, like, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of that process was explaining to people who had no idea what a chatbot was, no, like yeah. even not knowing what virtual reality was, um, explaining what that is. And, and so that, that was a great exercise in um, enhancing my communication skills. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, that is how I knew that I wanted to find a data science bootcamp. Mm -hmm. um, data science is this blend of programming and, and statistics um, that allows you to make use of data, um, to make business decisions, to create chat bots, um, mm -hmm. all sorts of very interesting stuff. And so I, I knew that I didn't want something that was just programming uh, because natural language processing is a part of data science um, and so I wanted to also enhance my skills with statistics and just all the different data science algorithms, natural language processing algorithms. That was, um, that was what I wanted to focus on and what I had the opportunity to focus on. Whole bucket of skills right there that you just <laughs> mentioned. It's real clear in talking to you through this process that you're quite aware of, you know, your skill sets, right? About the things that you need to really learn in order to um, move into the position that you want to be into. 
um, that in itself is quite a skill to be so self-aware of your, your own skill sets and, and an ability to learn. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I'm definitely uh, self-conscious about what, like what I, what I know and what I should yeah. know. Um, yeah. And it's not, it's, it's more like if, if asking myself even the basic question, like, okay, so how do I build a chatbot? Mm -hmm. uh, like, what do I need to know to get to the end of that? Yeah. Actually build yeah. A and, and that's when, that's where I can piece together the different skills necessary. Yeah. It's um, such a critical part of the career change process too. Like that awareness of what it is, you know, versus what you don't know. And what is it going to take? In your case, it was a boot camp to, to level up your skills um, in this space. Mm -hmm. oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, so you do the boot camp. Um, what was that like? You said you were in the daytime you were learning and then in the, in half the day you were learning and then the other half the day you were doing projects. Yeah. So, um, I think it's, it's a part of a lot of boot camps and definitely a, um, a big focus at Metis that they want their students uh, to be very self-directed and be working on their own projects. So, um, because, because that's the best way to build a skill. Um, mm -hmm. When you're asking yourself the questions of what it is that I need to like do next to get to the next point in a project that, uh, that I care about, mm -hmm. then I, I find that's a way I can figure out, okay, I need to learn how to do this and I need to do it and try it out and hopefully it works. Yeah. And get it to work <laughs> right, and right. get to the next point of me oh. not knowing something and yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So while at Metis, uh, I had the opportunity to work on, on five different self-directed projects. Um, one of them, my, my final project was analyzing my own Facebook messenger chats for um, doing a topic modeling. Basically, basically I, I wanted to figure out at a high level and also at a um, person to person level. So what I was talking about with everyone and then what I was talking about with different people in my life and how that changed over time. Interesting. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine like, <laughs> oh man, that, I was, uh, I could only imagine what would come out of that. Like, did you learn anything quickly? Like, did you learn anything like that surprised you from your own messages? Sure. So, um, I charted, I mean, I basically made a, a timeline of, um, a few different topics. Um, the three topics I put together were, I think, studying time, um, or, or, or talking about studying, talking about writing, um, either in, or, or both in a creative context and for school. Uh -huh. I was able to pull these topics out just from the language I used in my 100,000 some odd messages um, and charted over time since 2009, um, basically what I talked about. I saw yeah. a huge spike when I took the SATs. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and and writing and, and at the same time writing college essays, I can talking about it. So um, and then um, sort of a lull and a steady increase during the first half of my undergraduate years, and then a another sort of a longer, more sustained spike um, when I began working for um, or, or involved in Refract Magazine. Okay, that makes sense. So, you're you're a natural communicator. It sounds like. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it makes sense from a storytelling background and 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 stuff like that. But nice to see that's coming out in your projects. 
Yeah, that was, I mean, I, I, I was able to see a lot and there's a lot that I can still go back and like look at if I wanted to. It's like you have this superpower now with your ability to do something like that because you've, the amount of text, and I think this speaks to like, you know, the field you're going into, the amount of text that we generate, right? All of us working in digital environments and, you know, researchers are using that text to, you know, learn things, find themes, build new products. And the fact that you're actually able to do that and tap into those data sets, like you just must have such an interesting perspective then. Like that's a superpower, I feel like. <laughs> I, I, I really like that you put it that way. It doesn't feel like a superpower because yeah. there is so much little finicky little bits that yeah. are involved. No, I bet, right. <laughs> but, you know, looking at a high level, I really appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as a person who doesn't have that skill either, who would love to have something like that, because I am, I'm actually, my background is in qualitative analysis. So the ability to, you know, read large amounts of text and identify themes. I was in the literature major and actually use that skill now as I am a conversation designer as well for chatbots and so um but not on the technical side right so it's it's interesting to see you know the different ways to approach this but I'm curious now so you've been through the data science program where does that leave you now so you're not quite a chatbot designer but you're thinking you're, you are going for that right yes um, so there's I, I sort of have like a few different uh, simultaneous game plans for the next step in my career that I'm actively working on. So uh -huh. one is finding a chatbot related position, um, as I mentioned earlier, be it um, either uh, designing behaviors for a chatbot or actions um, that a chatbot can take, or, or or just the whole conversational design process. Yeah. Or yeah. if it's if it's um, you know, as you mentioned, reviewing large amounts of uh, text and pulling pulling out ways to make a bot better and more of a bot optimizer mm -hmm. position. Um, I have my eye on that. Um, but I also just have my eye on um, other data analytics or data engineering related positions. Yeah. And it's an incredibly in-demand skill right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've definitely seen in terms of just job postings, there's far more out there for um, data analytics and engineering. It's, it's, it's in every industry. So yeah. there's, there's lots of stuff out there. Um, does that make you feel excited? Like, how does that make you feel? Like, because you are, you've got one of the most in-demand skills right now. I think, you know, it, it pops up on every single, like, career change, like data analytics, data engineering, data science, you know, and here you are kind of, like, with that skill set, plus all this incredible, you know, storytelling and stuff like that. How does that, how do you feel that's positioning you right now for the jobs? So, um, in terms of the uh, data analytics and engineering jobs, I'm positioned really, mm -hmm. really well. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, in my opinion, same for the conversational design positions. Yeah. Um, it just, um, it, it's the, the amount of the positions available. Um, and also, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm only two years out from college. So it's a level wow. of experience that, um, that companies are looking for that in my opinion, shouldn't necessarily matter because right, um, right. I, I've been interested in this for a very long time been working on it uh, for a yeah. long time. Um, and also like a, a, the bootcamp definitely propelled my skills to a level that goes like, like I'm, I was so lucky to have that, that condensed and focused three months to just work really, really hard on mm -hmm. building these skills. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel good about where I am. Um, it's uh, th things are happening. I and and even even beyond just 
an, like an actual position. Mm -hmm. um, there's projects that I'm now able to work on with my new skills that I wouldn't have been able to do before that I'm really excited about. Um, and I definitely like, it, it feels good to sort of be at the, um, in that sphere that you just mentioned yeah. of in demand, like, you know, uh, on all these lists, uh, but that's not, that's not, that's not really what drove me there. It was yeah. this interest in storytelling and really that the start in creative writing that sort of led me to get interactive storytelling, to um, chatbots, to using data, to create that, to data analytics in general. Yeah. And so that's how I find myself here. Yeah, what's interesting about your background, well, one, two years out of college, oh my God, like, you know, we've been talking to people, actually very, all different ages throughout this con um, conversation, this podcast, um, because I think it's important, you know, because at any age, you know, you should feel free to be able to change and hear stories from people that have done it, you know, but what's interesting about your situation is that you got out of college and like, Oh, I still need some more skills. I'm going to go get those ones. And you've been driven by this passion for storytelling. And it's almost like, you know, your experience in this storytelling space has really allowed you to create your own story out of your career, right? You're not saying like, this is the one thing I can do because I graduated with this, right? You're saying, well, I need a little bit of here and then I'm going to build this and then I'm going to go here. And you're creating this, this entire experience for yourself. Um, and I think it's really impressive for someone who's only two years out of college <laughs> and those employers that need experience, man. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> classic shame. position. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you feel like you're being a little, um, do you also feel like you're in a good position to be because you have so much, um, so many jobs out there that you're able to kind of take your time to, to find the right fit that, that combines your interests? Um, um, yeah, definitely. That's an element. Um, and I'm not limiting myself to just natural language processing, just yeah. chatbots. Yeah. Um, really, I'm, I, I've sort of taken a step back um, and like there, there's the industry and the, and the um, product that I like, I would like to work on, but there's also like the skill set that I'm using every day mm -hmm. and the overall impact of the work I'm doing mm -hmm. that is important to me. So for instance, um, like I'm, I'm open to any sort of mission driven organization that is looking for, um, for data engineers or um, people in data analytics. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to know that my work is having a, just a positive impact that, that like the work, the work I'm doing every day means something a bit more than just my career um, is important. I'm also, um, it, these aren't, these aren't mutually exclusive. Um, and I'm looking, I guess, for one of the above. There's also just the small business side of things. Um, and I guess I've, I've also been looking at some uh, consultant positions, so not necessarily consultant positions, um, where I can have an impact on a small business, having that that background with my parents' company, oh, ins and outs of like how a business grows over eighteen, nineteen years, mm -hmm. um, and, and and how to like get to a point of success. That's been really special, and I'd love to help with like the specific data need of the companies looking for that problem. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you've got so many exciting things ahead. I'm excited for you. Of course, we've already realized I'm excited about everything, but this is why I wanted um, to have you on was to be able to kind of share this journey because unlike some of our other conversations, you know, you're still in the middle of it and 
you've made a change, but you're building and you can see like how you build on your skill sets as you, as you've kind of progressed. Um, we're at the end here, but I like to always leave with a little bit of advice. Do you have advice for anyone that's changing careers? Definitely. Yeah. Um, Give it up. That advice is, and it's not just for career changers. Okay. Like happiness is number one. Okay. Uh, so I think that a lot of people believe that uh, happiness follows career success. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and especially in the United States. Um, and that's something that I thought for a long time too, that um, I have to accomplish X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to feel so good about myself and feel so good about it. Um, but I think there, there are many studies that show um, that happiness actually predicts career success. It mm -hmm. doesn't come after. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also noticing myself that like, the best my best day-to-day -day work, especially if it's something like creative writing, that comes when I'm happy. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're, my advice would be that if you're considering a career change or you're currently going through one, and even if you're not at all considering one, make sure that you're giving yourself, um, a, you're giving your, your mental, emotional, and physical health the time of day in an effort to be happy. Um, because I, I think in the end, it, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. It matters how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's that feeling about it is why a lot of people are pursuing, pursue career change. It's why I did it. And so yeah. um, that would be my advice is that your happiness is number one. Oh, I love it. That is such an important part. Um, I know it's come up before this idea of, you know, mental health and stuff like that, but I love that part of like, how do you feel about it? Right. Cause there's a reason you're doing it. Right. Um, that's awesome. Well, perfect. Well, thanks so much, Jeremy, for sharing your journey with us today. I super appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll have to check back in sometimes see where you land because I'll be curious. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, to everybody else who's listening, thank you so much for joining us today. You can find more of 50 Conversations on iTunes or on our website at futureskills.blog. See you next time. Hello, listeners. Just a quick note here. If you are a career changer or just curious about making a career change, I want to invite you to a virtual book party I am having in the fall. If you're a regular listener, you know I have a book coming out for career changers soon. I want you to be part of that release party no matter where you are. So go to my website at futureskills.blog and click book to learn more.